podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello everyone. The first Under-19 Women's Cricket World Cup is due to start on Saturday the 14th of January in South Africa. England off-spinner Emma Marlowe joined me before she left to talk about what the competition means to her and women's cricket. Sue Strachan, who is Scotland's women's tour manager and going to South Africa as the Scotland Under-19 Medical Liaison Officer, also joined in to give her views on their chances at this historic tournament for the women's game. Hello, Emma. Welcome to the Paddock and the Pavilion. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Thank you for having me. And did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was nice. Very chill. Few family, but yeah, nice before we get off to have a bit of downtime. Well, you're going to have uh, plenty to do shortly. Um, how excited are you about going off to the Women's Under-19 T20 World Cup in South Africa? Yeah, absolutely buzzing. I think, you know, this is a the first one of its kind. So to be part of that 15 that are getting the chance to fly across is is pretty amazing. And I think, you know, like something I had in mind at the start of the season, but it was just, you know, it was there, it was could happen, might not happen. And now to be flying in a week is is pretty amazing. Yeah, have you played cricket abroad before? No, never. So yeah, for first time. Um, so it's going to be a pretty cool experience. And you've also just got a professional cricket contract as well with the, with the Northern Diamonds. Yeah, dream job, isn't it? Um, although I feel like it wasn't really a dream because it wasn't really an option. I think like, you know, what, three years ago before before any of these domestic contracts were in place, it was just, you know, you had to play for England or, or the, it wasn't a full-time career option, but now to have 10 of us at Diamonds, um, to have it as a full-time job is, is mind-blowing. So have you just finished school as well? Yeah, I finished my A-levels in July. Um, I've deferred my uni place, whether, whether I'll be taking that offer up um, is to be decided. But yeah, just sort of living in the moment, I guess, and just taking this opportunity while I've got it. Yeah, definitely do that. And about the, the World Cup, have you actually got your kit now? Yes, yeah, all, all kitted up, got the playing kits, had a nice little shirt presentation just uh, at one of the training camps. So we were probably most excited about that <laughs> um, going down. But yeah, it's sort of, to wear the badge is, is pretty, pretty special. And have you got your own number as well? Yeah, yeah, we had to... We had to submit our numbers, what we wanted. I managed to get my first choice. Um, seven is what I play with at Diamond, so I thought I'd go with that. It's been pretty good so far, so why change it? Oh, well, being an old traditionalist here, it, it's great to see someone in a number shirt less than you know, less than 11 or you know up to 11. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, there's a few, few higher ones, but yeah, it's pretty cool to see him surname and your number on on the back of an England shirt isn't it certainly is well before talking more about um the world cup I just wanted to talk about your actual 
cricket career and you were a bit of a late starter is that not right yeah I reckon I was sort of 11-ish like sort of end of primary school sort of secondary uh when I picked it up I'd done a bit of scoring uh from the third team I think because uh, my dad played uh in that and then just happened to you know get involved with the with the boys team there uh, did a bit of panel ladies one of the coaches there Dave Wood was really good and he got me you know sort of into the system in terms of the North Yorkshire stuff um and then yeah it's since there well not even since there it's really been the past sort of two years that have been the big whirlwind um getting into the academy for that first year and then having our coach Courtney there was brilliant and she's probably got me where I am today in terms of the contract and the rocket stuff I mean this last year I don't, I don't think I could have asked for much more now you've done a lot in the last uh, couple of years haven't you um where you were where you were always an off spinner from the start yeah I was actually I don't I genuinely can't remember bowling uh seam I don't really know how I got into bowling spin but yeah always an off spinner one question I wanted to ask was that we had lockdown in the summer of 2020 and as a young person how did that you know affect you cricket wise not being able to go out cooped up in the house schooling as well yeah I think it was it was quite tough and you know that's obviously quite a big year being year 11 about to do your exams you're sort of prepping for that um but I I guess it did give me some opportunity as well in terms of playing some RDC games, which is the old academies, like, you know, players down with COVID and being able to come in there and into the Yorkshire women's side. So I guess it did give me some opportunities in a way as well. As you said, 2022 was a real breakthrough year for you, moving from the Northern Diamonds Academy to the full side and playing in the Charlotte Edwards Cup and the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy. Yeah, it was massive. I think it was quite unexpected um you know we'd sort of a couple of us had been training with the seniors a little bit over the winter just as a bit of extra um and me and Phoebe Turner got called up to the squad at probably January time but you know we probably didn't think we'd play well particularly in the Charlotte Edwards you know maybe get a game around the back end of the season there are a few injuries picked up but um yeah to be handed my debut in that that first T20 um, was very unexpected, but, you know, it was a great opportunity and I, I think I took it fairly well. Yeah, you certainly did. You opened the bowling and you bowled uh, four overs, two for 12, and you got uh, Tammy Beaumont out, England opening batsman, and also Catherine Bryce, who's, who's been on this podcast two or three times, a Scottish international. Yeah, I'd take that. I think someone had offered me it. I didn't really expect... Well, I'd, I'd done a bit of opening the bowling in the warm-up games and it's what I'd done the previous year, but it was, you know, I'd done my warm-up in uh, in between innings and I'd walked off and Holly had just said, oh yeah, you're opening. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> but, you know, I think like, she's been such a good influence this season. Like, it's very clear that she backs you on the field. Um, you know, she's not just going to give give me the ball when we've won or we've lost. Like, she's backed me to open the bowling and bowling like those crucial scenarios I guess so it has been really really good to to be backed by such a senior player and how daunting was it playing with and against 
internationals. Yeah, bowling at Tammy that first over was quite um, was quite scary. I mean, I bowled an absolute rank half tracker first ball to Marie, but thankfully managed to you know find my find my areas after that. Um, but I think it's just a good challenge, isn't it? And even to just get the opportunity to play against such good players, it really shows how like the standards gone up, I guess, in these last three years. And you're playing with players like Lauren Winfield, Hill and, and Nat Siver as well. Yeah, that's that's been massive as well. Obviously, only played a couple of games in that, but um, that's pretty pretty mad to think about that someone I've been watching like on TV, I guess, the last few years. Um, and Loz has been such a help as well, you know. So experienced and to have her behind the stumps is always is always really brilliant and helpful. Well, you got nine wickets in the Charlotte Edwards Cup, and then in the Rachel Hayo Flint Trophy, seven wickets, and also you got to win the competition at Lords. Yeah, that was a pretty good day. Um, the back, I, I sort of struggled in the back half of the season. Well, the back half of the Hayo Flint, I think, coming back from the hundred, having not played any cricket, was quite tricky. But you know, to finish it at Lords, just the sort of dream venue, isn't it? And to win in such a tense, tense game against a team that have beaten us a few times in finals uh, was was very special. And to have, you know, like players that I've played with for a couple of years um, and family members there, it was a it was a pretty cool day. Yeah, the Southern Vipers win everything, don't they? So <laughs> to beat them, yeah, that, that was nice. It was. I'd like to think everyone was backing us that day after. You know they've won too much, and it, it was really nice to beat them after after seeing like, especially some of the girls that have played those three finals, to sort of see them finally be able to win. Yeah, it was it was a really nice moment. And you're also part of the hundred. You were in the the Trent Rockets squad, and then you were playing with I read your hero Catherine Brunt, or part of the squad with Catherine Brunt. What was that like? Yeah, that was cool. Um, again, unexpected. I think I got the call after the T20 comp, sort of July time. Um, I think it was an immediate yes, obviously. Um, and, you know, obviously would have wanted to play, but just to be around that colour of a player like Catherine and some of the overseas, like Kingy and Elise Villani, like they're all so experienced. So just, you know, you pick up various bits off them and then some of the coaches as well also very experienced. So yeah, it was just an, an amazing opportunity in, in such a big tournament. So you were netting with, with them. Did you get to go on the, the field occasionally? No, well, I ran the drink down to the field. I played in the warm-up games. Um, so I played a little bit with a few of them. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it, was a, it was a good month. But hopefully 2023, part of the side again? Yeah, that's the aim, you know, hopefully get some game time uh, in the comp next year and hopefully win it <laughs> would be the aim. Um, yeah, look, looking forward to that. Well, the Trent Rockets got to the last three this year, didn't they? So uh, uh, let's hope uh, for, for 2023. But let's talk about the Under-19 World Cup. The, the first Under-19 World Cup for women, the men had their first back in 1988. Um, Starts on the 14th of January. The finals on the 29th of January. Um, England are in a 
group with Pakistan, Rwanda and Zimbabwe. Have you got any practice games or warm-up games before the competition starts for, for England on the 15th of, of January? Yeah, we're playing we're two warm-up games against Indonesia and, and the West Indies, so that would be a good chance. Obviously, we've not played together as a team. I've, I've played with a couple of people um, in the squad, but it would be nice to get a run out all together and just figure out and try and gel as a team, I guess, before before the actual comp starts. Because once the competition starts, you you know potentially if England get to the final, you're going to play a lot of matches in a very short period of time. I think it's eight matches. Yeah, no, it's very it's a very quick tournament, and I think the team that can deal with that the best is going to come out well. And I think we've had decent exposure to that. I mean, sometimes you would have three games in a week with the Charlotte Edwards stuff. Um, so I think all the regional competition has served as good preparation hopefully um for the tournament and how important do you think the competition is to women's cricket it's massive i mean first of its kind i think we've seen women's cricket grow massively these past you know five years that final at the mcg with what eighty thousand or something um to watch a women's cricket match is it's just unbelievable considering you know some of the games we've played in roses fixtures where there's been about 10 people there um but it's come such a long way and just women's sport in general obviously the euros final uh has has generated so much support and engagement with women's sport and you know hopefully we can drive that and try and inspire some of the younger generations by ideally bringing home a trophy but if not um trying to contribute to the game and yeah just encourage more and more young girls to take up cricket and aspire to be professionals and have it as a career path. Let's hear what Scotland's Sue Strachan had to say about this first under-19 Women's World Cup. I think it's um, it's another landmark of which there have been many over the last recent years but um, there's been, a, I don't know how long there's been a men's under-19s, but uh, this will be the first ever. And this not only gives young female cricketers from around the world something to aim for that isn't just senior status and, and representing their country at senior level, but gives them that opportunity and that aspiration to represent at under-19 level as part of their development. But it also um, gives the message that cricket really is looking to try and progress some gender equality. There's been a lot of talk about gender equality, um, but uh, some of us have felt that the actions have lagged behind the talk. And it's good to see something really positive and practical happening. Um, for the women's game and for the young women that have the opportunity to play in it it's just a fabulous opportunity and I hope they all just grab it with both hands and shake all the fun they can out of it. And how important is it for Scotland? Well for us this will be the first female Scottish team that has um, qualified for a World Cup ever so 
We had to qualify, of course. We're not one of the 11 higher-ranked senior nations whose under-19s team um, got automatic qualification. That's probably a whole other um, discussion which we could have. But um, as it is, we had to qualify. We had to beat the Netherlands um, to get through into this World Cup. We're used to having to try and qualify. Um, but they did it. You know, they went out there and they beat the Netherlands and uh, their prize is being the first women, although young women, the first women to represent Scotland at a World Cup. And that's huge. That um, helps our senior team by helping to develop our younger cricketers, but it also gives those even younger cricketers um, young role models to aspire to be. Because sometimes when you're 12, 13, 14, 15, people who are in their late 20s seem ancient, you know, um, and it's difficult to aspire to be them perhaps, but it's much easier to aspire to be somebody who's a bit closer to you in age and who you identify more with. And so for young girls start taking up cricket or developing through our pathways, there's something really concrete for them to aim for. Um, and for Scotland, um, what an opportunity. You know, we're in a group with India, uh, we're in a group with South Africa, and we're in a group with UAE. What a great opportunity for, for these young cricketers to play against some of the best cricketers in the world and to really try and make their mark on the global stage. So what do you think are England's chances in the competition? Yeah, I'd like to think we've got a, a very good chance of winning it. Um, We've got a number of girls that are professional in the, in the squad um, and everyone's been playing such a good standard of cricket, even in the academy setups, the, the standard's been brilliant. Um, everyone's extremely talented and I think, you know, if we can gel as a team, there's no reason we can't win it. Obviously, there are going to be some good sides. We know India and Australia are going to be strong and that's just, that's a given. Um I don't think we know much about the other ones. It's We're going in a little bit blind, you know, usually you've got fair bit of analysis um going into regional games but you know I think we're gonna have to adapt and we're gonna have to just play each game as it comes um but I think we're in it with a very good shot hopefully because there's quite a few of the players that like yourself who were either part of the hundred who 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 actually played in the hundred there was two who played in for the oval invincibles in the final yeah you know Rian and so obviously got that experience of playing on the big stage in front of big crowds. Uh, so they that'll only help us. Obviously, Scriv as well um, has done a fair bit at, at that level. So yeah, hopefully they can help contribute in terms of that experience, share that experience, give some advice um, to people that haven't necessarily played uh, on that bigger stage. So yeah, that's going to be really crucial. And you've got... Uh... Lizzie Scott, who also plays for the Northern Diamonds as well. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, you know, we've been in the academy together the last couple of years and obviously she played in those last few Hey Ho Flink games. Um, so it's been really nice to be part of the squad together and obviously get the call. I think we were in Scar <laughs> Scarborough doing a training camp before the final when we found out. So that was, that was really good um, to share that. I guess you'd expect teams like India and Australia to be pretty strong. I mean, India, captained by Shafali Verma. Yeah, obviously, that, I think we're 
just seen that as a good opportunity. You know, if we can defeat a side with that calibre of player in, I think it would show what a strong side we are. And obviously, the Aussies have got a fair few with, with Big Bash experience. They've also been on that, been exposed to that big stage and um, big game. So, yeah, it'll be a good challenge, but I think one we're, we're looking forward to. And you're in a group of four, and then the top three then go through to the Super Sixes. Yeah, it was quite uh, quite confused by the um, yeah. I was quite confused looking it up. So you, yeah, so so presumably that when you go through into the Super Sixes, you don't play the the other two teams that you've already played again. No, I'd assume not. Um, yeah, so win the first three games, and we'll <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, it just seems like another sort of group stage by the looks of it. Um, but yeah, it's such a short competition and such little games that it's essentially all all knockout cricket, really. Um, so yeah, it'll be hopefully get off to a good start and, and carry that momentum through. Scotland, they're also playing in Group D with hosts South Africa, India and the UAE. And this is what Sue Strachan had to say about their chances. And are you hopeful that Scotland could get out of the group? I know you're yeah, in with the powerhouses. powerhouses. We're not going in there to do anything but but win these games and, and grab every opportunity. And, you know, the under-19 game, nobody really knows um, because there's never been an under-19 World Cup before. And 11 of these 16 teams have, have gained automatic qualification, so they haven't even had to, to qualify. So who knows how good they are? And who knows how good our team is compared to them. So, you know, it's just a fabulous opportunity. And we will go there and we will try and win every game, no matter who we're playing. And is it therefore difficult to pick out semi-finalists and a winner because of what you just said? I think so. I mean, obviously, um, countries who have much bigger pathway programmes and who have young uh, cricketers playing, you know, the likes of England with they have the Charlotte Edwards Cup and the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy, and they have uh, young female cricketers playing in those competitions as well as in age group competitions, have a massive advantage over smaller countries like ours. But, you know, it's T20 cricket, anything can happen. You know, if somebody bowls their best ball ever, it doesn't matter which batter it is they're bowling against, they can take their wicket. So, it, you know, it's all to play for. And it's, I don't think you can call it. And I think that's part of the joy of this competition because it's so new. So as an off spinner in T20 cricket, how do you, do you play it? Do you like to bowl at the front, the middle, the end? Yeah, I think this past season I've bowled primarily in the power play and in those sort of first 10 overs. Um, I've really enjoyed bowling the power play. I think it's, you know, it's a good opportunity, and you're seeing more and more spinners do that job. Uh, I think we've got plenty in the squad that can can do that. Um, but you know, I, I see myself as being able to bowl in all all phases, and I'd like to be able to do that that job for the 19s when we get out there. And do you light up when left-handers come in then? Yeah, not as much as I should, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's nice and. I think it's, you know, get it spinning past the outside edge you know, is the aim there. And have the um, under-19s, have you got a data analyst going with you? 
yeah, we have. We've got uh, Dan Patey works with uh, the Blaze now. He he's great. We've done loads of loads of tactical sessions throughout the camps um, that have always been really entertaining. Um, yeah, so he's been really good, and it'll be be a good opportunity to work with him out there once we get some analysis in. Yeah, I suppose with not knowing a lot about the other teams because they've not played before, a lot of the analysis is going to come from once you start playing and other teams start playing. Yeah, exactly. We're going to have to be, you know, on the ball and make sure we're tuning into those those other group games uh, to get as much info as possible. But, you know, you never want to sort of overload yourselves with information, well, which might not be possible, but I think yeah, we're always going to back our own skills so whether we've got all the information in the world or absolutely nothing on a team like Rwanda um, we're always going to back ourselves going into it Batting wise where do you see yourself batting in the side? <laughs> Hopefully I won't be needed um, pretty much everyone well literally everyone can bat um, we've got we've got a lot of talent um, in that department so yeah I'm, I'm happy to in the lower order which is probably where I'll where I'll be um but yeah if needed hopefully go out there give it a whack but yeah let the, let the top order do the job yeah we don't need Nighthawks in a t20 game <laughs> so. uh your first game's on Sunday the 15th of January uh, against Zimbabwe I bet you can't wait to get started yeah I think you know it's it's been a long winter of camps and regional training so It'll be really nice to get out there to some nicer weather than this. Um, and, yeah, put put the shirt on, uh, sing the national anthem uh, would be pretty cool. And, yeah, just get out there on the team and be able to compete together. Have you got parents and friends and family going? Uh, my dad's going. Um, mother, unfortunately, has to stay here with my sister. But, yeah, that would be really nice to have him out there watching. And they'll be our watch on the ICC feed, presumably, of the games. Yeah, yeah, but not not quite sure where it's being streamed. If that is, then brilliant. <laughs> you know more than me. Um, but yeah, no, obviously, everyone back home hopefully will be be able to tune into that. Well, the very best of luck in South Africa. Um, a happy new year, and thank you very much for being on the paddock and the pavilion. And uh, See if you can do what the Lionesses uh, did in the summer and bring the, the trophy back home to to England. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, yeah, hopefully we will bring it back in February. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Emma. Cheers. Thank you for listening to The Paddock and the Pavilion. You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at The Pad and Pad. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Sports Social Podcast Network.